are live we are live thank you everyone for coming in this is the separated at birth podcast i am your host roman wins joined as always by my partner in crime the full fucking measure how are you my friend i'm good i i brought an old friend with tonight shiny mcfarenstein is here joining us in the studio uh you guys are gonna need to just fucking just dial your brightness down a little bit on your monitors otherwise you'll get fucking you know like uh your eyes will melt out of your skulls like uh the scene from indiana jones but it's fantastic to be here man uh it's great to uh share another one of these with you uh it's become such a like a thing that i look forward to and i just make like little notes and shit and i'm like then then i remind myself like when i speak to you over the weekend i'm like don't talk about this shit yet wait for the pot dog you know like get it across but i'm good man um had a hell of a weekend we are starting to ramp up on these crazy fucking games now dude that yeah, uh, yeah. that is february it's 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 awesome it's awesome i had a little bit of a technical difficulty on on dying light but uh, i i fixed all that i've been diving into the game i've been playing it but yeah your dome made me a little jealous when we were doing the the countdown before we went live. I was gonna put on my N7 helmet so I could match your your shine game, uh, but uh, you know didn't want to fit over the Arctis uh, Pro Wirelesses, you know, so I had to make a pivot. But uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got, we gotta, i gotta buy you the n7 the in the in the in helmet headset dude then you're good to go then you could do That's a whole right. show wearing that man Let's i'm gonna do go. a whole show i'll be commander shepherd this is my favorite podcast on the citadel but uh, as always a <laughs> little bit of business this is a live podcast uh where we talk about the topics of the week and you could be a part of this show too. There is a stream elements button in the description of this video where you can punch in your comments and concerns and be a part of the show. But if you can't support the show that way, you support the show by watching the video, hitting that like button and sharing it with someone else. But with that out of the way, my man, Dying Light 2 and these games of February, we're, we're nibbling into the month. Yes. We've been talking offline. We've been joking, cutting it up. Uh -huh. uh, I, I, we we really got to bring it to the people. There's a lot of thoughts and uh, and and comments that we need to get to on this uh, slate. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, it was it was weird getting kind of caught off guard by Sifu yesterday. Um, I I did not like. I swear to God, I had no idea. Someone literally messaged me and went like, "Do you know that there's an early access version of Sifu? You don't have to wait until Tuesday." And I was like, "Please tell me more." And so, of course, I yeah. went to Epic Store, and that was an actual fact the case. And I mean, it's still, it's still the game is dirt fucking cheap. Um, and uh, so that was that was amazing, getting like a little bit of a jump start on that. But but to get back to the whole dying light point or, or or mention, but also games in February as a whole. I mean, it's starting now, right? From here on, it's fucking downhill all the way, baby. Tomorrow is Lost Ark, early access if you got it and uh then next week the, you know we're, we're gonna be seeing fucking uh what's his name uh horizon forbidden west is rolling in then the week after that it's destiny the witch queen and then the, basically later in that week it's Elden ring so i mean i gotta cut you off i Go gotta cut it. you off i gotta cut you off i hit the wrong button but i still have to cut you <laughs> I, off are you sure because i could have sworn <laughs> the devil just showed up dog like i'm like yes master <laughs> listen how how often do you and i talk i i consider us a lot amazing friends all yes. right so yes. so guys this i gotta i gotta point something out i had to find out that sifu was on early access 
through watching and subscribing to the Full Measures <laughs> channel, where he puts out a video that Sifu, a game that is high on my list, was available. I can and very I easily it. explain why that is, if you allow I don't want to hear it. I can very easily explain, because I Go wanted on. to give myself a head start to get just get some modicum of of advancement in that game before you roll in and completely blow me out of the water that is why oh i fucking did that. i need all the head start i can get baby even an hour there did me no fucking good because you're already smashing the shit out of the game and i, I believe you're game. streaming later tonight so i'm gonna i'm just gonna leave it there i'm sure you're gonna blow people's fucking minds but uh, uh the game is tough dog it's tough it's tough. It's fantastic. I For love us, it. us mere mortals, this shit is tough as fuck. But uh, I like the game. I like games that force me to 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 reevaluate my life, and you know, <laughs> and, 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 and and where I stand in the pecking order, and if I am a real man, you know, like I like games that make me question, you know, make me go into an existential crisis. Uh, and definitely, Sifu humbles you in a way. The first time I went to that boss, I was like, "How the fuck are you supposed to do this without dying?" Like what the fuck is up? And yeah, it's obviously possible. Um, but yeah, I was how, just not. How uh, old were you ready. when you went? How old were you when time? you beat the first boss? The first boss. How old were you? Bro, I might as well have been in a fucking wheelchair, dog. I was like, <laughs> I, I was fucking, I was sixty-four, dude. I had hair coming out my ass, like, every, like it's, I was old as fuck, man. Like I was old, bro. Like, oh like the God. game was like, uh, I like the game was treating me as if I had Alzheimer's. It was asking me shit like twice, and you know, like no, it was, it was fucking bad, dude. It was bad. It was bad. I wake up. I wake up Sunday. I'm massively hungover because it was my oldest's birthday on Saturday night. So we we had a power party, and then I wake up to a, a delightful video on my subscription page from the Full Measure. So then I bought the game on the Epic Game Store, and I jumped into Sifu, and I play the first level, and I am wrecked. I was still. I'm just getting destroyed destroyed i'm like oh no I, I i take a powder i go to sleep i wake up fully energized and uh and sober and i have just been in love ever since it is a phenomenal game uh it is not a game that is for everyone there is there is a high learning curve in that game but boy stick to the channel baby follow roman wins we're gonna put on a show with this game later i've been having a lot of fun I want to I want to attach something to what you said just now and, and I think that that's probably the like I, I don't do reviews on my channel or anything like that but it's uh, it's mo I will say it's mostly due to the fact that that I get games the same time as you know people off the street do and so I often feel like I can't necessarily add a lot more to the the contemporaries the great reviewers out there you know some of the ones which we're fans of have already said and and I always feel like there's a part of me that that like after having watched 10 to 15 reviews you can't help but have that influence you somehow and in the things that you say but when it comes to games like sifu for instance i feel like like it's it's a unique position where i can sit and look at a game like that and i can go this is not a game that i'm going to spend like 30 40 50 hours playing right because i just it's kicking my ass and I know I'm going to give up and I'm being fucking honest. And I'm sure there's people out there. The thing is, most people have a problem with admitting this. But the thing that I can admit about Sifu is it is the best version of a game that I'm not a fan of. That's mm. the best fucking compliment I can give it because it's just I, 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 I respect the hustle great fucking game they took a lot of gas they i mean these guys first of all it's not a blockbuster game right so they're not making massive return 
right on on what they're selling the game for right um and i don't think it's a big studio uh, i i maybe need to put a bit more research into it but the point that i'm trying to make is they took a massive gamble here they made a toughest fucking balls game and said guys this is not for everyone but the ones that are fan of this genre that like something like this you're gonna have a lot of fun you're gonna love it and that's it so, dude the game is filled with these cool homages to like fucking martial arts movies and shit like that it's so good dude so good it's amazing it's like somebody took the the matrix head jack and said uh we need to make a roguelike but we need to make it for roman wind so uh, how are we gonna do that and jesus then, uh, it's hitting you on those levels it's it's hitting me on that much man wow. i mean you're talking about a guy who grew up watching into the 36 chambers of the shaolin like super cop like like all of that Shapo lang uh donnie yen like all of it the un will pink fight studio like that is my my life okay when i first got in the ufc in the 90s what it was it was because of VHS trading, and uh, I had a cousin, his name was Joseph, but we called him Joe Dragon because he was like a, a martial artist, and he's the guy who like bring over VHSs of, of kung fu movies and Bruce Lee and all that other shit, and I would just eat it up. I loved it. I loved it, and this is hitting me on all oh, of shit. that I did stuff, not man. know that this was like fucking digital crack oh. for you. I didn't know. That I didn't know it was going to be digital crack for me until I, I got it. The music is tight. The art direction's tight. Like the, there's, there's a hallway scene. I feel like I'm in the opening act of Daredevil where I'm fighting like, Dude, but the hallway is guys. like from old boy, bro. Well, yes, yes. That, that, I mean, the, when I saw that the first time I was like, holy shit. They, and there's a couple of those. There's the lobby scene as well from, um, I think it's, Fuck, there's, there's a lot like i was making notes there's i mean they, they did it so well though I, I i really 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 uh um i i respect what they did with the game and and again like i said i know that it's a game that i'm gonna like my biggest issue is if i don't have anything else to play then i'll grind something but but there's other options right now and i just like i i, I put in like two hours into the game last night and i don't like to go to sleep angry bro <laughs> 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 and I, so I stopped before that was a thing. But then I've also today spent some time watching guys who are now all, you know, better at the game already. And it's fucking impressive what you can do. And I mean, surely there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with that. So, I mean, it's, I, I yeah, it's just something I've never been into. Um, uh, but I, I, I think it, I think it just, it does what it's supposed to do very well. It's the best yeah, compliment it I can give it. It's hard for me because uh, when it, when I find a game that I absolutely adore and I know I'm pretty good at, I, and the same thing happened with Sekiro, it's um, I won't watch anything on it. I don't want a tip or trick. I don't want a hack or, or an exploit. I want to just, I want to find it myself. I want to show my, that I can do it because the highest compliment I can give to a game is my time. And, sure, uh, sure, sure. And it's hitting me just right, and I'm I'm diving in. I'm getting some, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'm learning the tendencies, when to dodge high, when to dodge low, when to block, when to parry, when to counter. Because I want to beat, I want to do a flawless run H20 for the whole game. Oh god, so, dude! So I need to be good enough that I can beat anyone without additional skills. And if I so don't we, have access to a bat, I'm fucked in that game, dude. That's the only way I survive, though. <laughs> I need weapons, dude. I need bats and bottles and shit. This is the only way. I feel way like I we're getting it. a sneak peek in the life, what life was like in Namibia. It's like, I need a bat with a nail yeah, on the end. If I'm leaving home, I'm needing a bat with a nail in or at least some bottles, possibly gloves dipped in glass and fucking glue so I can leave the house and go do my thing. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of uh, bats with nails in it, I mean, there is another little gem that came out uh, this past week, 
Uh, it is a game that uh, has has hurt my soul immensely, but uh, it has been a, a fun time due to technical issues. You know, there's nothing worse than setting up a beautiful stream, taking time, exactly. having, having mean, a delightful audience to come out. And the game won't work! Yeah, I mean, for anybody for anybody that didn't witness this fucking situation, this was an unfortunate thing. Um, Roman had specifically, due to the, the, the launch window of this game, it, it hit just at the right time that it would fit into kind of like, well, actually a little bit earlier, but into your normal, you know, stream window. And so, um, you know, I, we, I had done the Outrider stream, of course, and then we were like, I was chatting to you, and I'm like, bro, I'm going to jump in this fucking stream. Let's go, dog. And, you know, we were hanging out and everything like that. And then you had this weird fucking issue, which, which wasn't just you, by the way. It was people were plagued with some kind of issue that needed a script line in the command line of Steam to be able to launch, which, of course, you only, you know, were told about the next fucking day because that's how long it took them to solve the problem. But, yeah, it just ruined the whole thing. I mean, at... Uh, that was not a that was not a good fucking launch at all, dude. Because it wasn't just that. People were having all kinds of fucking issues. Yeah, so there were a lot of issues in the game, wrong version files being out there, corrupt files with multiplayer. I mean, uh, dude, in the first the first half an hour of the game being launched, they patched it three times. Three times in the first hour of launch. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing being live on air when all of that's coming through and you're trying to be a dancing every, monkey for your audience. Every time when your fucking PC crashes, it's like update game. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody in the chat and watching live, if you want to watch a man slowly go into uh, descend into madness, please subscribe to Roman Wins on YouTube and go into the uh, stream VODs and find the Dying Light 2 stream. There's two parts because they broke my PC once. Uh, and both of them, you can watch me uh, slowly want to pull my eyeballs out. But... The people made me laugh and we had a good time. I mean, in the <laughs> end, though, you end up returning the PC version and buying the PS5, correct? I did. I okay. returned the PC version and I bought the PS5 version because I just wanted to have a stable-ish version that would at least turn on. Any game like this where there's an open world, I know there's going to be jank and bugs and, sure. and NPCs with their heads spinning around and everything like that. And, you know, it doesn't matter the amount of DLSS you put into it. That's still going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, at least... On PS5, I know it will turn on. <laughs> okay, so. so my question is, since you've been playing it on PS5, that's more stable, or you, have you also had issues? I've been playing the PS5 for about 20 hours, and I've only encountered one NPC where they just started like having uh, their body was possessed by the Antichrist, and then other than that, uh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> There's so much like free flowing movement and jank and drop kicks and, and things like that. You don't know what's a feature and what's a bug. No, exactly. So. <laughs> Sometimes you just like, I've had things where I've had a conversation with a vendor and the vendor just turns around and jumps out the window. And I'm like, yeah. fucking cool. And we're like, oh no, wait, that wasn't supposed to happen. The vendor just, the AI just engaged and it just ran away. So yeah, yeah it's, it's different. So, I mean, for me, I, I, again, this is the thing. Like when, when we go back all the way to Outriders' fucking launch, right? I was one of the people that were blessed. Like I, I had no issue. I so while you were having these issues, I simultaneously thought, "Well, fuck, let me check this out." And I fired up the game as well, and I managed to put in like two hours before I eventually, you know, passed out in my own filth. Um, but and and that shit went off without a hitch, no crashes, nothing like that, right? And then ever since then, so I've 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 plugged in about I think I'm on about 24, maybe 26 hours into the game now, and um, I haven't had a single crash, anything like that. So again. I mean, this is the luck of the draw, right? Um, they just rolled out a patch uh, about an hour ago, uh, which mm -hmm. was supposed to address some DLSS issues and things like that. And now, 
I can't launch into the game. It's crashing. Mm. And already Twitter is a, a fucking blaze with this. So, so they they have some they have some issues. They have some issues for sure. I think they're also just trying to um, watching their Twitter today. Uh, they released three separate media statements because they have three different patches which are rolling out to depending on your platform. So there's a PS5 one, well a PS one, and then there's an Xbox one, and then of course there's the pc one and uh, i think yeah i think these guys are having a hard fucking time is what i'm saying it's a little bit sad because all in all the game's ratings are not poor at all i mean it, it's basically like deep 70s i i don't think i've seen it peaking over 80 i don't know if, if, if you've seen i think no, i think that's the about the average about the average right so and by by i think if i remember correct dying light one was rated around about the same way so i mean in in those terms I mean, I still, I, I'm of the school that a score of 75 is still pretty fucking decent in my mind. I, yeah. I, I don't need everything to be a fucking 95. But uh, what is what is not doing them any fucking favors is is this shit because you, you get a lot of people that give it that two, three, four day grace period before they pick up mm. a game that aren't necessarily people that review watch, but rather just check like trends on Twitter or how Reddit explodes or how people moan on YouTube and stuff like that. So they're actually looking more for reactions than they're looking for reviews. And that's, of course, where this game is burning right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am going to review the game. Um, and, you know, I don't worry about it being timely. Um, I really want, you know, as people get to know my voice as, as, I, as I grow in this game, I need to give them a basis of where I come from and how I approach a game. So it's sitting at a, at a, at a three for me right now out of five. I, I, I rate on a five scale. And uh, the, the multiplayer has been a revelation to me. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, the game is, 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 is like, it's not a challenging game. You can get through everything and you can you can creatively overcome obstacles regardless of your level or sure. what weapons are at your disposal just based on using the environment and using the things around. But uh, to take the stress completely out is, you know, bring in a couple buddies that you could just get into some ridiculousness. So uh, it, it's a weird game to me because there's a level of jank that's charming sure. and uh, sure. and there's a and there's a level of uh, forgettable storytelling that you kind of just want to like okay i'm gonna skip through this dialogue because i want to go back to hitting people with it yeah electric i want to murder some bat. of the fucking zombies right that's so the, the gameplay loop is fun yeah. uh story's kind of meh the loop's great but and this is kind of i don't know how damning this comment is i mean it, it it it's it's a parody of a skyrim and you've done everything in two hours like you're just going to be doing more of it over <laughs> over 30 you know what i mean I mean that that's that's a great way to put it, um, and I think I think I'm I'm in your head when when with regards to that because I I I feel the same way and basically that you you've seen everything that this game has to offer in the first three three to four hours, right? And arguably, right? You've probably seen the best version of it because I personally think that the first fucking two hours of this game, when you're out in, in the wilderness and you're making your way into the city, is probably the tightest part of the game because it's curated. Correct, and and it's you're kind of on rails, and it and it's it's you don't have too much opportunity for weird, you know, you know, jank where you're jumping off a roof and it looks like you're gonna make the jump, but the game decides fuck you and you don't, and you fall through a fucking you know car wreck or or you know like you you bump into a little a little loose piece of wire and that sends you careening off a building or you know like weird shit like that. So so I I definitely I I I like what they wanted to do with the intro because they wanted to they they wanted to create this like really strong 
uh, a narrative right at the start that gets you rooted into the character makes you understand where he's coming from and 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 i got i got vibes of like last of us and you know like you're on the road you're making your way in and i, and I like shit like that i like that in my post-apocalyptic stories what's weird for me then is that the minute you get to the city they're like fuck the story we're out like it, it is what and, and it just bail off it and go nuts it's the issue with me with this game is I've never or not never that's I should be careful of using you know hyperbole like that I I, I haven't recently played a game that I was so easily just pressing spacebar to get through the fucking dialogue I I I, I it, it amazed me how fast I abandoned this game's story I really yeah. did so I asked myself a question because I found myself in the exact same thing and we haven't talked about this so you know I really am curious to hear your perspective on this is it this game or is it the that the time in gaming that we're in that it's there's so much stuff that you want to go do there's so much stuff that you want to go play you want to get a meaty bite out of this game do this world and then go on to something else and it's like the narrative hooks if they're not if it's not going to be a narratively focused game and you have this massive open world to play in because it is a big open it's world it's huge it's fucking huge what's the hook that's going to keep me in this world? Because I can only do so many drop kicks off of a rooftop and stomp a dude's head in before I'm just like, okay, you're just giving me, you know, drop kick in the day, drop kick in the night, mm -hmm. run, and then, you know, parkour. It's like, where where is the open world genre in trouble with all of the micro games, with all of the indie titles, with all of the, the different genres pushing out all of this stuff because it's just an interesting dynamic with these two games that came out. I want to go in and master Sifu versus finish a game that I'm actually trying to review like, in like Dying Light. Here's the funny thing, right? Here's the thing. Sifu is seen as the shorter experience, but that's the game you want to spend five hour, 500 hours on. How fucking weird right. is that? No, I, I think that's a phenomenal fucking question. And and I think at least for me, and and, and, and this is the thing that... that I, I know now today, okay, I'm a guy that spent more than 1,500 hours on Skyrim. We, we brought Skyrim up just now, so it works perfectly well for me to make this point. And and I, the, the gamer that I am today, I couldn't spend 1,500 hours on, on Skyrim. Now, that's a combination of I don't play games that way anymore. I don't have that time anymore. I don't have that level of interest anymore. But also, it's because I have more choice now. There's more things available. If you expect... And, and this game, right? When you, when you get into the systems of this game, you can see that they had a core idea. So they said, okay, cool. So we've got six to seven activities that we want people to be able to do. We want them to be able to upgrade power stations, start water towers, blah, 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 blah. We want, to, want them to do, um, you know, bases. I mean, Jesus Christ, like 12 hours into the game, you find a, like, you're like, oh shit, this is a brand new activity, which is of course like the, you know, activating stations, for instance, right? But the point is that they, they had all these things and then they said, okay, cool. But what we have to do is we just have to stack so much busy work on top of this so that we get people playing the game longer it's weird for me right because people played dying light one for 500 hours but dying light one had far less than this game they added the shit later dying light mm. one at launch was a completely different game to dying light three years after launch they had added so much additional stuff the forgotten had come out the expansion they added all this fucking dlc you had to chase down everything like that it's almost as if with this time around they were like jesus we have to captivate people so instead of making an item have four upgrade levels that you have to farm out make it fucking 10 
make it that you have to farm and and i mean then you look at like arrows right arrows and then you get an infect arrow and and and, and, and like all these different arrows and all of them have upgrade paths it's there's an there's i understand why they say 500 and that's because of the amount of raw fucking materials you're gonna have to farm out to do all these things and the point is your if your loop is not captivating enough to make people if the reward on that if if you're making me farm out 10 levels of an arrow so that when i'm done with level 10 i do 10 more damage and my my arrow travels five five meter further you haven't really accomplished anything with an evolution of that item and that is for me across the board the problem with this game is like they were so concerned with keeping people in front of that game for as long as possible that you, you they produced a very loose product so the yeah. fans of the game will climb all over it and i'm That's a fan climb. of the game so i have i have spent 25 hours with this game and i'll probably spend another 25 because there's things that i still want to unlock and i want to finish the story and everything like that but but what could have been an a, a incredibly enjoyable 25 hours has kind of turned into a skip 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 oh jesus i have to farm this uh do i really need level seven arrows now fuck it i roll out like it's just i think it i think it is exactly how you said i i think the game has changed to pardon the pun right the 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 the, the old open world game you know the old uh, uh think about ubisoft's recipe right with the fucking, you know, 20 towers you have to climb so you do this rounding. This is a pet peeve of mine, of this fucking game, is that you have to climb up buildings and then take out the binoculars and just slowly turn around like a fucking lighthouse and just, ping, uh, you know, paint all these things. That is such an unintuitive, shitty way of making people discover things. That almost killed Ghost of Tsushima for me. Like, just seeing all of the markers on a massive map it, it gave me anxiety. It was like, I got to go do all of this yes. and I can't just enjoy this great samurai tale. Like, and then this game, like I hopped in, I'm like, yeah, I'm having fun with the traversal and you know, but God, there's like, when I hear the hearing the 500 hours messed me up already because yeah. it just told me the sheer amount of busy work that's probably in this world. But it, it's just so hard because it's fun. It is. Isn't it is. that what the, a game the sandbox, is The sandbox is fun. Exactly. The sandbox is fun. And people come in from this from different world perspectives, different life perspectives, different monetary perspectives. Like some people can't buy every game or play every game like we do, like as we're trying to create content and churn sure. out content. Sure. Some people just need a game that they're going to live in. And there is a fun loop here. So I don't want to take away that from the game or from anybody who's trying. Right. Who, who, this is for them. Yeah. But if we're having a frank discussion, the Skyrim with zombies, and it, it just felt like a parody of a Bethesda game without the charm. And it just, I, I had to find fun in a different way. I had to make my fun. Correct. And gang stomping a campfire of people telling a story with my buddies where we took out some shivs and we just like, you know, made them see uh, their Lord and Savior. That was how we got by uh, in, the, in the wastelands. Uh, so, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think that's the thing. Uh, we also, I, I'm often, uh, I, I spoke about this in, in at least a couple of different ways in the last, you know, two or three weeks. But um, what has become very apparent for me is that there's obviously lenses through which you look at things like this, right? And and not it's not my point to differentiate myself from other people. But the point is, like, when I look at a game these days, I look at it from a I'm going to play this game and I'm going and I'm and hopefully I like it. 
but then i'm also looking at it from a lens of is this an, an entertaining game for people to watch so that's another point and then last but not least is this a game that i could potentially make content from now that's not everybody's fucking bag and that's okay but these lenses they matter because i can't sit and shit on a game because i feel like yeah but fuck i got at least six other games to play so this thing's wasting my time because not everybody's gonna feel that way it's exactly like you said just now you've got people out there that go like you know i buy a one game a quarter and i like killing me some fucking zombies i really enjoy dying light one uh, i can convince two of my fucking buddies to buy this shit so we can play trios co-op i want to do that and these are the guys that are going to rock this game for five hours five hours but here's the point it doesn't matter what the fuck i said they were going to do that in any case the that's, arc- a, uh, that's a great point because the guy who the per the player who's going to have appointment gaming with their buddies they're going to make their fun in just about anything that's the point that's yeah. the point and that's why i said this now because you you just said you you reached the point in the game where you realized hold on but it's actually up to me now to enjoy this like i need to do things a certain way i need to hook up with buddies or we need to go on like a fucking murder rampage and just kill everybody because that's what i'm gonna need to do to have fun in this game right now the 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 difference between a game that works and a game that is captivating is that you're never you're never given the option of doing that because the game just takes you for a ride wow that's well said that's well said uh that's so well said i can't add any more on that subject but (laughs) if anyone in the audience wants to add on to that subject please consider using the stream elements button and being part of the show but with that out of the way we are going to move into the main topic of the day my friend sony this little studio out of Japan decided they wanted to buy Bungie. <laughs> the, little, the little engine that could. <laughs> the little engine that just will not die, will not go quietly into that sweet, sweet night. Decided it wanted to buy the... It is, is Destiny the probably the most successful model of a live service game there is right now? Yes. They, de- they decided that they want to purchase this little gem of a studio for $3.6 billion doll hairs. Yes. Three point six billion dollars. With like a little with like a little kicker on top, right? Like a with one- a one point two billion dollar kicker to keep the developers of Destiny 2 in-house because yes. uh they weren't happy with this deal. <laughs> no. So they, because I, I think I think it's uh, I yeah, okay. I, I think I think I might almost like jump ahead now. So I, I'd like you to finish what you were saying about the 1.2, keep it in-house. They weren't happy, but... You are jumping on. ahead. You are okay. jumping ahead, but this yes. is a live this, show. This is what you... I do. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blow my load far too fast. <laughs> this, is, this is your show as much as this is my show. Uh, you just jumped your load all over me too fast. I'm going to need like but... five minutes of a nap, okay? I just need to recharge, okay? <laughs> there are some... <laughs> There are some interesting perspectives with this deal. You know, the deal came together over the last uh, seven months, uh, but it had been in discussions for the past year or two. The debates on that. But uh, a lot of people think that this is in response to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. But the timing doesn't exactly add up, but... You've been behind the scenes in some business deals. I've been behind the scenes in some boardrooms. It leaks out when a studio is going to make a move or a big company is going to make an acquisition of something. So 
Sure. To say that to say that they didn't know, and then people want to go back and say that this is these deals are are years and months in the making. You know, someone tells you, someone tells the board that uh, this company's sniffing around because yeah. the competition wants to compete out these prices as well. Sure. So this is in some way a direct response to Microsoft. The, but the in some ways, it, it's not. But in some ways, it's not, and that's what I want to talk about it with you. Where do you see this is as a response to Microsoft? Where do you see this as Sony in its attempts to differentiate itself? And 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 we I want to dive into the consolidation of the entertainment of the gaming industry, if sure. that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I want to jump into all of these things. And then I want to offer a little slant at the end with a little bit about Google and how they're a part of this. But sure. thoughts on the deal, thoughts on paying Bungie for support on other games, because the, the, the more details of this deal are... Sony is paying for Bungie to remain exclusive. They are going to put out multi-platform content for all systems, but they reserve the right to use Bungie to develop 10 live service games from now until 2026 and have them provide supplemental support in other ventures within Sony's portfolio. But Bungie, its individual IP, its individual products will remain cross-plat and have its own autonomy. Mm. So give me your thoughts on the deal. So, so I just just one thing, and 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 I think without this is by no means confirmed by, but but if you dig enough on this, what what it turns, what it seems to look like, right, is the exclusivity that's built into this deal covers the the unannounced new IP that Bungie is working on that they've been working on for four years. This is this is most likely the thing that Bungie was unhappy with and what made them want to walk out the door is because from this, Activision correct or from because, Sony from from Sony because this IP is now exclusively tied to a platform where before it wasn't and mm. that's the thing so um whether that's a spiritual fucking successor to I don't think it is whether it's like you know Destiny 3 or something I, I, it's it's supposed to be a brand new IP I, um god knows what that can be i mean um uh maybe it's maybe it's marathon right maybe it's, it's something in the marathon universe durandal fucking three or some shit i don't know whatever right but the point is that that firstly my thought about whether this was a knee-jerk reaction to something this shit doesn't happen as a knee-jerk it, it is impossible to pull the gun even on like i mean this this deal is is small potatoes compared to the the 60 that uh, that microsoft plowed into um, activision but the point is deals like this they don't get they don't get pulled in two weeks it just doesn't happen that way but what most likely happened is there was an ongoing conversation that's been around for a while and when microsoft's deal went through just like everybody because for some reason people are forgetting they said this now when when that shit went through everybody turned to and looked at sony and said well you guys better do fucking something like you gotta you gotta say something like like you you gotta fire back however it is you know because sony's media response was basically was basically just saying um you know we're we're we're, we're gonna be keep working with our partners we're gonna keep doing our thing it's really no problem uh everything's gonna be just fine but they needed to do something business-wise as well they needed to like a show of strength whatever the fuck you want to call it and the the point is this bungie owns the most successful looter shooter franchise that's been monetized yet okay yeah. and if you and it, keep going yeah no no and i just wanted to say right that the the looter shooter franchise is 
rife with games that fucking eat themselves up and die right uh the, i mean i'm gonna run out of fucking fingers naming them right but the point right. is that destiny 2 has somehow right done the unthinkable right it, it's not only that it's it's the most competent looter shooter out there right in terms of its mechanics and everything like that but it's done something that these games usually aren't good at either the game's good or the story's good destiny now has fucking woven in a ridiculously good story and then that's complemented by some of the tightest gunplay fucking known to man so that is that doesn't matter about microsoft's uh, acquisition of of activision or anything like that this is a fucking good move regardless it's a great studio to fucking nab and if you look at sony's history last year where usually sony spends money on one studio a year last year they bought fucking five they bought house marquee they um and and and, and like four other studios and so this is this is seems to be Blue in line point. with exactly this is in line with their strategy they're firming up their roster but the point yeah. is they had to do something they had to do something they had to do something uh and it's funny because there's two studios that like i just akin to like a pixar right it was like it, with the quality of that studio for disney and the animation uh for me it was blizzard and it was bungie and now both of them have been you know taken over to uh activision with microsoft and now bungie with sony uh it's just very funny to me but uh it it it, it feels like if you really dig into this it feels like this is to to go directly at their own child it feels like this studio is to go at halo like that's what it feels like to me a lot of this it, stuff yeah has has that look for it for sure for sure 100 be, because it's uh it's interesting because in Sony's portfolio of first-party games, it's curated, it's 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 boutique third-party story, uh, third-person action adventure storytelling. They don't have a, a a a shooter on the platform that's exclusive to them, and to have the probably some of the best gunplay in the business and in Bungie and in Destiny, and now to have them exclusive to make that type of thing for your portfolio to make maybe that next IP that's coming out will be that answer to that and then to dive into the sony entertainment portion of it they want you have the halo tv show that's coming out on paramount plus sony's going to come back with a maybe a destiny show maybe a destiny movie maybe a sci-fi you know animated thing uh it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how they continue to round out this portfolio and is this rounded out portfolio to stand on their own or is it to be a part of an acquisition? But what we do know is this. Sony has publicly announced, Jim Ryan has come out and said, we have $10 billion more of spending available this fiscal year and more acquisitions will happen. So yeah, who 100%. is next on the block? So um, as always here, we like to do a little bit of bold predictions. Everybody yes. in the chat, give us a bold prediction. baby, let's go. Speculation is hilarious. Baby speculation is fun, and there's no problem being wrong, except if you make a bold prediction on the Separated at Birth channel, because if you are wrong, there will be punishments. All right? So you got to stay tuned to future episodes where those punishments will be announced. We but will right now, you up on that for we, sure. That's right. The pain train will be here. Unfortunately, we can't torture our audience, but you and I can torture one another. So this that will be forthcoming. I want everybody in the chat, and if you're watching this video after the fact, put into the comments of the YouTube video. Give us a bold prediction of who sony acquires next that's the first bold prediction the second bold prediction will be what 
company makes the next acquisition, whether it be Microsoft with something else or Sony, okay? Can I put a pin in that shit? And can we talk about the fucking, the, the elephant in the room here? Is this even a good thing? Well, yeah, that's 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 the, the last leg that I wanted to dive into. But first, we're going to do these bold predictions. Okay, so All we're right? doing the predictions first? Because whether it's a good thing or not actually affects my predictions. It sounds weird, but but he okay, okay. Well, we'll, okay. Co we'll come back. We'll come back to the bold prediction then. Okay, we'll no, come no, back no, to no, the bold prediction. No, fuck you. You said bold predictions, and I'm ready. I got my be notepad bold. and shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be super bold. No, I I mean you know what I'm gonna fucking say, right? It's 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 gotta be someone's gonna fucking snap up like Capcom. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Um, and, and, I, and, and I'm not saying it because I'm talking about fighting games because I know that's the angle that you're thinking and, and that's a, and, and that's a very valid fucking point and and I, 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 I think that certain games belong on certain platforms, right? But what we have to remember is th that Sony might be still thinking about this in an antiquated way. If they're still thinking about platforms and exclusivity they are possibly going in the wrong direction. I'm not going to stand here and say they are for sure, but I think the fucking platform war is over. Mm. I think it's about content now. And I'm not saying that that's what Microsoft is thinking, but it surely looks that way. They are about content delivery right now, right? So, so if Sony is still making these moves going like, okay, cool. That means we can secure IP for the fucking PS5, like two years into its lifespan or get the PS6 fucking launch. God knows fucking what, right? If they're thinking that way, they can get left behind. So the reason why I say Capcom is because Capcom has titles, right? Which traditionally have been uh, a platform exclusive which are perfectly ripe for fucking multi, you know, for expanding out. If they wanted to build up their roster of things that can go multi-platform and that can be content driven. And I mean like the Resident Evils of the world and, you know, things like that. So my, that, that's the only reason. Plus, I, I mean, I want a good home for Capcom. And that's, that's why I said my answer depends on whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah, because Monster, Monster Hunter is a massive yeah, IP for yeah, that company yeah. as well. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I didn't even fucking mention that. Like, um, that's the thing. So, so for me, it's that. If you would allow me to pick a second one, but I'm not going to do that because I might hit yours and I'm not going to step on your toes. So first, say then. I mean, for you, if it's so I, you believe the next studio to be purchased will be Capcom, but you didn't specify by who. Oh, I um, I think Capcom is going to be bought out by Sony. I don't right. know. If, I don't know if Sony has enough juice, though. That's the problem. I don't so, think they have. There's some discussion in the chat. Listen, everybody, for the bold predictions, and if you want to make a comment on the bold predictions, just put it into the chat. We're gonna file it down. We have a scoring system for the channel. We're gonna whenever we do these uh, bold predictions, we keep a tally of the bold predictions. Uh, and if you couldn't be on the live show, like uh, on our previous episode where we talked about the MCU, feel free to go back into that other episode and put your bold prediction down into the chat. You could put it down into the clip of that video too. Uh, there's a clip for the specific bold prediction section. We'll also clip this part out. Yes. So you could be a part of the uh, bold predictions just yeah. by 
joining in the just chat. Just by commenting. Uh, We've been keeping track of those. Some people have been dropping them in the VODs like from last week and, and we keep track of all of that. So we put it into the fucking file locker, baby. And when we review it and everything. So so drop in your predictions, put them in chat there. We farm out the comments and everything like that and, and, and we put it in there. This is just another way for us to, you know, come back in five, six, you know, weeks or whatever or however long it takes, right? And come back and go, oh, remember when we said this, remember we said that, some of you guys agreed with us, some of you didn't. But it's a talking point, right? So, so we will definitely find that, and we will we will put it put it there. But um, that's that's, right. that's my prediction. That's my prediction. Capcom by Sony. Whether it's the next one, that's tough. Oh well, shit! That's why it's a bold prediction. Walter Melon. <laughs> Thank you so much for the donation. Thank you for your patronage, sir. I appreciate it. Walter Melon. I I I, I don't know if that's a real person. Was there a comment that we want uh, to discuss? It, it, it'll come up just now. It should. <laughs> the, the stream is always like a little bit behind. So the way it works, guys, if you're if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the podcast, uh, any contributions that you provide will get your comment discussed on air. So if you want to join in the conversation, if you want to bring your perspective to these topics, then that's when we suggest that you derail the show and be a part of the show because this is your show as well um but with exactly. that we're gonna drive on um if there wasn't a comment with that donation um, you know, i am busy checking it right now because i don't <laughs> want to be a terrible person and not address that so but please That's carry fine. on you so have to my give bold, us your prediction yeah so i was it's a toss-up for me with my bold prediction it was going to be between namkai bando ba uh, bandai namco the dyslexia i, I got you baby i got you that, that, that bandai works. namco actually i think your version sounds cooler Band, what did I say? Blambi Bambo? Namkai Bando. Namkai Bando. I like it. It's got like some zing to it, bro. It was a tie between Bandai, Namco, and Capcom. Those were where I was going. Um, I don't think, I think Square Enix is, It's. I think Square Enix is too important to the industry to be exclusive. To be beholden to one master. Yes. Be beholden to one master. And like, I just really think of the Japanese studios, that's the one that I would like the least to be exclusive. So that's my heart talking. Um, from a profitability standpoint, the one that would be the hardest to snare in would be a tie between Namco and uh, Capcom. They make a lot of money. Um, but I do look at it from a fighting game perspective, and you told me not to. I'm sorry, I do. No, no, but, no, you, uh, have to. you have to. You have to look at it from your perspective and eye from mine. So I won't see it with the fighting game eye, but you definitely will. So but here's you absolutely why. have to. Here's why. Sony made a big purchase that kind of went under the radar that people don't even discuss. Last year, Sony purchased Evo. Sony purchased the world's largest fighting game tournament in the world. So you're not going to have a fighting game tournament and not have exclusivity to some of the biggest fighting game apparatuses in the industry. They can't afford a street fighter to go exclusive and not gobble well, that's, it up. That's the point though. I mean, it's, if, if that's not foreshadowing, then I don't know what is. Yes. And so, but of the things that cap and, and, but Namco has Tekken and uh you know square enix doesn't have a fighter so I, no. I i would i would lean to those two first um i will go out on a bold prediction and suffer the penalty that uh, incur because i believe you will be right but i will say namco uh but bandai namco with it comes like every anime game ever so it's yes. it, it's a huge portfolio 
they make a lot of games are they um, big on the mobile si um, scene they as well? are oh, they, they are uh, yes because uh, you gotta always look at it through that lens as well right a lot of these companies have have mobile potential and that's the other big thing as well right yeah akatsuki who 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 partners with uh bandai they make a lot of those Naruto uh, gotcha games or the Dragon Ball gotcha games, and those things make gangbusters. Yeah, that that's successful as fucking hell. Yeah, so, so those, I just want to close the loop, a loop on something here quickly. So Walter Mallon actually just gave us a great compliment and said, great conversation. Um, so there wasn't a question there though. So thank you so much for that donation. I really appreciate it. But yeah, no question. Uh, guys, I will, since let, let's just quickly talk about this, right? Cause I do see some stuff being mentioned in chat here. And I also just want to mention something because we're obviously not, uh, partnered on YouTube yet. There are no donations buttons or anything like that. So we have to use third party software for this. And in this case, we're using, uh, Streamlabs. And so what that does is it's a third party software. You have to use PayPal or something to pay into it. And so I'm going to have to just look at a way that we can organically bring this stuff into the chat because at the moment right now, I'm actually going to Streamlabs and I'm just verifying it like that. So leave that with me. I'll figure a way to do that up until the point where we actually get partnered with YouTube, which is, I believe it in my heart, not far away. And uh, then then that'll make all those woes go away. But I, I want you guys to to know that that none of this is expected or anything like that it is simply a way for us to you know to to have you engage and also to bring your own perspectives into it and as roman mentioned so rightly to derail the conversation in a way and you know get us to focus on a specific point and give our own opinions on that again as well and so for that the link is there and if there is a question i will go find it in Streamlabs and i'll read it on air and we will handle it from there so sorry for the little business um you know side there but yeah i just wanted everybody to understand a little bit more well said well said he is he's he's a maestro on the mic isn't he people that's why i i, I pay him the small dollars to uh, come on here and make me look good but uh going back uh so bold, we're going back to the bold predictions yes. uh bold prediction number two was uh what company makes the next acquisition first will it be microsoft buying somebody else Will it be Sony buying somebody else or will uh, somebody else so come in like, like a trading Nintendo? trading blows now, right? Like, uh, right. it's like, yeah. Because um, both companies have gone out of their way to say on Twitter that more acquisitions will come. Sure. I mean, I, I, think, I think probably the next one to pull the trigger... And I mean, I, I shoot my <laughs> I shoot my bold prediction in the arse here, right? Because I said Capcom, fucking Sony first, right? But it makes more sense just from a from a timing perspective, and also from the size of the wallet that probably <laughs> Microsoft does the next one, right? Because Microsoft's still sitting with like sixty fucking bull like in the bank, right? Yeah, uh, they're good to go, you know. So uh, Sony, Sony obviously also still has some bucks, but not nearly that much, and so you might consider a situation where you know people aren't just immediately gonna you know vent their bank accounts in the first two months of a of a calendar year and then not see how things you know fucking swing around by the end of 2022 so sony might if you look at how they acquired their five companies last year they kind of did them spread across the year right mm -hmm. they didn't buy them all in feb or some shit like that so so i i would imagine sony probably waits and 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 it's not even to say that microsoft is the next one to go you brought up nintendo just now but it's also the smaller companies buy each other out as well and we, we just don't notice those because they're a little bit you know like a they're a little bit less uh catchy with the amounts but i mean why is nobody oh, talking I, about I, wait, take two on. for instance 
I just got a note. Uh, uh, THQ Nordic just bought another no name studio that nobody knows about because that's what they do. That have you heard, do you keep track of THQ Nordic? I they buy up they every buy a lot. small every but I, small but I think company they hate buy in. shit. They buy they guys to stop them to stop them from bringing something out or just to like absorb their shit in and you know bring it out themselves. So yeah. So you mentioned Take Two. Uh, and and there was a report uh, 18 months ago that Sony was in talks with Take Two for a purchase. With them coming out and announcing just this week that Rockstar is working on Grand Theft Auto Six, even though they've been working on it for the last four years, but Supposedly. they actually they actually came out and said it. Hey, uh, I, that to me, and I, I this is weird because we just saw Activision sell. They seem too big to sell. Nobody's too big to sell. I, that's the lesson that I've learned in all of this. Nobody's too big to sell, but I can't see a Sony buying them unless that Apple money comes in. Yeah. Still, uh, that's, uh, and guys, this has my, been my conspiracy for two years. I have committed that Apple will buy Sony. Everybody looks at me like I'm a crazy person, but I have my I'd reasons for that. Be, I'd, be, I'd be one of them simply for the reason that, please, Jesus Christ, don't make Apple buy Sony. <laughs> please, yeah. please, 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 please. Um, I... Yeah, I, I don't, I, dude, I think at this moment in time, and, and maybe maybe that's the perfect shoe on for us into the back end of this conversation, it's just that a lot of this is very concerning for me, and, and I'm not even going to talk about, I mean, I suppose we should talk about things like antitrust and monopoly and all of that stuff, but but I I I think I said it in the first podcast, and, and I've since had time to, to refine that statement even more, but my my issue with this shit is 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 like the loss of identity that you get with this stuff and and i know that you think um i know that you think like nfts and this shit is is fucking you know snake oil and you know like bullshit but but whether whether and i mean i'm with you on that dude i'm also an old dude that thinks it's fucking whisper shit but it's a thing and nfts alongside a, a bunch of other stuff like like you know uh fucking pay to play and you know all this fucking shit or sorry sorry play to well, how does it go earn to play or play to earn. Hey, win play to hey, no win. no play to earn so that's the new thing that's coming in where where you where you play and then you fucking earn like things which award you with nfts and all that this is all this oh you're bullshit. It's, it's essentially like gaming the crypto mining but with Correct. gaming Yes, yeah, yeah. that's a big fucking thing. Like you, you just have to spend like a half an hour on TikTok, and if 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 you're unlucky enough to accidentally watch one of these fucking things for longer than five seconds, and the algorithm goes, "Bro, this guy's into this shit," then then you know your life's over. Fucking burn your phone and leave in the night, like fucking Hulk. You know, like <laughs> it's just the, my issue is that 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 I grew up and I so did you and everything like that. That I I like genres as much as the next guy, but. More specifically, what I like is I like I like studios portrayals of certain things. Like back in the day, no studio could have done Diablo except Blizzard. Right. And and for that matter, no studio could have done World of Warcraft except Blizzard. There are certain studios that are destined to bring certain games to you. Bungie was supposed to fucking bring Halo, but obviously destined to not finish it. That that was up to 343 to fuck into the ground. Right? But um if you look at like it, it's just Bungie is the best studio right now to do Destiny. Nobody else can do it better because they they own that shit, right? And a lot of the times you can look at some games, you could be like, I don't even know who the fuck made this. This could literally be anybody that made this because it has just it has no soul. The soul has left the body. And the that je is, ne sais quoi. 
that is what i am fucking scared of here and and again i could just be the old man standing outside on the fucking lawn howling at the moon and that's okay that's okay if that's my station in life but my issue is the the loss of identity here and 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 with this consolidation everything goes under the same hat and then you studios start having discussions like you can't put that in your game because we have a game coming out in two years time that has something similar to that and it's kind of like our whole core feature and you're gonna fucking you know fuck us now if you put that in as like a side quest for you so you're gonna have to take that out and that's that's the kind of like mm. that's what i'm scared of that is what i'm scared of and again i could be wrong this could be so harmonious and great but let's be honest when does it ever worked out where 12 things became two and then those two things were basically as good as those 12 things combined or better it doesn't happen dog yeah i mean it's it's games are getting bigger and bigger and it's harder to compete and 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 show something new without serious financial commitment i mean um it was all it was all of the goodwill of a witcher 3 for a CD Projekt Red to be go bold with a cyberpunk, and then the pressures of being independent and having shareholders crushed them because they pushed out a game that wasn't ready because they needed to have a return on investment. And now their their reputation is dog shit. And that's the point, Roman. You as a fan of those studios, right? Do you can you put those games next to each other and does it feel for you like they came from the same studio? Uh, Not at all. Yeah, not at all. Uh, a v only had one sex scene in the game. Geralt had 19. I don't get it. But uh, other than that, <laughs> that's just that was my perspective. Uh, I just was looking for those uh, that V. Looking to collect v. those cards. Those collector cards. You know, gotta collect all those whores. Gotta get those Gwent. <laughs> no, it's. I, I if you look you. at my game you. time in Witcher Three and all my time in Cripple Kate's boutique, I mean, it's sad. But uh, yeah, the business, the consolidation of the business is uh, is an interesting thing. Um, I, I, I'm I'm trying to lean positive with like a larger studio can absorb more delays and take on more like less crunch. But they can also things, stack on more pressure though. But they can also stack on more pressure. They can all but they can also bring in other teams to supplement and bring in new features. I I, I go back to the Raising Kratos documentary, uh, fantastically done. Mm. Uh, Sony Santa Monica was split between two uh, independent IP and yeah. God of War at the same time. Sony came in and said. This is shit. You need yeah. to focus on this. And then they turned out one of the greatest games of a generation. So Very sometimes it can point. be good. Yeah. Sometimes it can be good. But we haven't seen on Microsoft's side do that yet. We haven't seen them churn out a good first party game. I mean, Halo's already a whisper in the wind. Like it's no there's no hype for that right now. The people who no. are playing in the are just playing the multiplayer. The story mode was a dead far. I am hearing from people though that uh that are uh, the the are known in the industry and are developers in a certain game type that they've seen all of the key markers in the uh, story open world that it is primed for a battle royale mode that they're waiting to drop onto people. Holy so, shit. So a Halo battle royale could be in the works, but that's still more of the uh, multiplayer side, not anything on the uh, the story, you know, something that 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 gives it a soul, gives you a reason to live within that universe. Yeah. I'm still waiting on that from an independent studio. I've only felt that on the side of Sony and with uh, formerly a CD Projekt Red, but they got to they got to unfuck themselves. So I mean, what are you? So you you've expressed your fears of the consolidation, sure. Um, and I've given kind of my pro slant to it, but we're already seeing some of the uh, ill effects of 
IP consolidation because there. Well, daddy. Yes, exactly. There was a there's a report that Google has already moved eighty percent of its development staff off of Stadia, and leaving only twenty percent to manage the games that they currently have in their portfolio. Y'all bought a was... fucking expensive fucking like paperweight though, dude. Holy I shit. Know. I own two founders packs from Stadia. But, no. Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, do you think this is the end of Stadia? They have already rebranded it internally to Google Stream, and they are sharing it with uh, commercial products like Peloton, so that way they can do virtual sessions sure. uh, of, of studio shows and things like that, but they are completely moving off of the gaming space. Uh, to me, it just screams of we can't get any exclusive games for the platform because everything is going to Microsoft and Sony. How are we going to compete in this space? That to me is why Microsoft did it. They want to box out these other big tech companies from Again, being able to make they're games. They're killing off platforms. They're killing, they're killing off, off platforms. Pla You're absolutely right. This is a platform. The platform war is dead. They're, they're nuking it from space with a hammer of dawn. Um, but what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on cloud gaming? Well, did you ever see anything in Stadia? <laughs> yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry like I'll preface my fucking statement with just yuck but um look I I you know it's it's such a like the thing with for me with Stadia is that shit was dead in the water once 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 the the very critical promise that was made right at the start with that was you wouldn't have to rebuy your games that was one of the That's and and i mean they they are famously fucking crucified for this and i think rightly so fuck them um that was a big lie to tell only then for people to realize like holy shit i have to buy all this stuff all over again and that's a ma that's a massive like gotcha to pull on consumers that's not fucking great right so so that that's a shitty move and and i think they deserve all the problems that they got with the platform for that alone but then the thing is if you look at um let me make a good example here so microsoft and playstation or sony right so microsoft with the xbox and sony with the playstation their vetting process right when it comes to so i'm going to take you on a little trip here so when when a patch is made by a studio that this patch is submitted to the you know the microsoft or the sony or something like that and then this patch is patch is vetted before it's actually deployed on their system so famously famously microsoft are fucking assholes when it comes to this patching process and there's certain windows in which these can be you know pushed in and then sometimes like if you don't make that window if you don't pass the quality check or something like that or you don't have the right certificates in place or something like that they simply reject the process and then studios have to start all over again now they're famous for this and this is often why you'll find the situations where games will be uh, outriders is well known for this where you had large amounts of issues with that game on microsoft's platform and it was because in essence the game they had a huge problem with actually introducing these patches in a timely fashion because uh, they would already be one or two patch cycles ahead with the other platforms and they were waiting for Microsoft to catch up and they can't do it because Microsoft's getting them unnecessary uphill. Now, the reason for my long fucking story around this is 
there's one company that's notoriously even fucking worse at this and that is the stadia situation they were ridiculously bad at offering any kind of support post-launch for fucking anything they had no patch vetting process they had no roadmaps nothing like that and a lot of people blame again not to not to boost up people can fly with outriders or anything but a lot of people like fucking hate them for what they did to stadia outriders but that shit was out of their fucking hands so I think I think before we even talk about Sony loading or Microsoft loading a fucking golden bullet and shooting them through the fucking skulls, they did it. They did this to themselves like a fucking calendar year ago. Yeah, you don't just, launch a new platform and do it like this. So, what are your thoughts on cloud gaming? I'm a big believer in cloud gaming. I'm a person that travels a lot. I move around sure. a lot to to have a to have a dongle or a device like a Chromecast or something like that, where I can plug into anything and play wherever I'm at in the world, as long as I have a stable internet connection. That really spoke to me. That was something that yeah. was extremely, extremely enticing to me. But no one remembers the uh, the Bopter or the, or, the, or the Bane. They only remember, they don't remember all the people that thought they could fly and push that device off a cliff and then they fell to their death. They only remember the helicopter and the plane that actually flew and got off the ground. Sure. So yes, a stadia is going to stumble and crash and die a fiery death, but uh I am waiting for the hovercraft. I'm waiting for true cloud gaming. That is something that that is big for me. I just hate that Sony or Microsoft's going to be the one that gets to it first probably. I'm a big proponent in the GeForce Now product um because you don't have to rebuy your games but uh you do it it is very uh glitchy i i've tried i've sure. done a deep dive into it but uh what are your thoughts on cloud gaming do you think it is the future do you think we will you obviously you alluded to it you think we're going to be platform free yeah this is the thing though right like as much as i know that we're going to be platform free i believe it in my heart right my issue is that that it's not something i yearn for I understand what you're saying with like the ability to travel and get, you know, not be forced to play fucking, you know, uh, Candy Crush, but rather the fucking games that you want to fucking play. Right. And, 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 and I'm a big fan of that, but I also, I just want to play Sifu everywhere I go. That's just all I want. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, once <laughs> the Steam Deck comes out, uh, oh shit, it's, it's epic exclusive. Fuck. <laughs> so so no the, the, my issue with it is, is 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 pretty much exactly that and, and it's encapsulated by that statement there right now I, I think that that first and foremost a large love for me in gaming is being able to play the game in like this setting that i create for myself so i always like like i have an issue with i mean i have um i have lots of portables i have a fucking switch that has that's like full to the brim with fucking games that i just never play because I always think of this like, you know, I've got this pack rat mentality, like get that switch ready when we travel, dog. And then I end up paying like a, playing like a little bit of the games and I don't because this is part of me going like, Jesus, I could be playing this on a big screen. And, and I, that, I, that just means that that market is not for me. And I'm, I'm mature enough with myself to admit that. Um, but I think, I think when we're talking about cloud gaming, I think that the iteration of cloud gaming that we have right now is not what it's going to be. So right. I'm okay with hating what we have right now because it's impractical and it's buggy and it doesn't always work. And, you know, like if you're... Because what you have to remember something though, right? Is I'm from Africa, baby. And what these cloud gaming solutions always forget is the fucking piece of shit with shitty internet. It's true. 
So, so I feel for my fucking bros back home when somebody says, yeah, you can play Destiny 2 now, you know, by just plugging this dongle into TV, but you need like five meg fiber. And then like that, that literally locks out 99% of the fucking population. So there's, this is the thing that this is the river that these guys will have to cross when it comes to this. And that's why I say like the iteration of cloud gaming that we have right now is extremely data intensive in, in our current networking infrastructure and all of that. And, and is perhaps not the way that this is going to end up. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, um, Elon Musk is going to bless us with that, you know, a 50 meg uh, fiber wherever you are in the world satellite system or whatever that he's fucking building. But the point is that um, surely this is a move by Microsoft to move in the direction of of a dongle or a kind of a thing where plug it into any device and it becomes a Xbox uh, 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 Game Pass distributing system. I just don't think we, I, I just, we're thinking about it and looking at it through the eyes of what we think cloud gaming is now. And I don't think that that's what we're gonna get. I don't think that's where this is going. I think this is going in a, a, a version of um, you know, parallel computing or something like that, which is able to offset these issues with upload speeds and all of that stuff. Uh, um, uh, perhaps now games go into development cycles that bring that breach the game into two. And this is for fixed platforms and this is for cloud. And it has completely different ways in which like the game deploys itself and all of that. Because mobile gaming is is huge. It's far bigger than we'd like to admit. We yeah. who sit and play on consoles and PCs and stuff like that think that we're the master gaming race. And in many ways we are. But the money is on mobile. And if you think that, the, that these big guys are not in it for the money, you're wrong. They're not in it to make us happy. They have shareholders that want fucking value and they want to make money. And if that money's on mobile, that's where they're going to go. And they're going to they're gonna develop ways of making that mobile system as good as what you have in front of you. And that's exciting. That's exciting. I'd, I'd like to get a peek at that, but I think we're a ways away. It's funny because uh, the, a shocking mobile game that, that is catching people by storm and people are downloading BlueStacks and, and, and Nox emulator where you can uh, turn a mobile platform into a, like a PC experience is uh, First Soldier Final Fantasy. It, it's a battle royale that's a mobile oh, game. Shit. I don't know and anything about this. Yeah, check it out. It, it It's getting a lot of traction. It, it had some betas and people are going nuts over it. It's like a MOBA and you jump in and you have some Final Fantasy VII type powers. And uh, it's 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 doing really well. And, and it's like you're saying, like that quality will shift to mobile as that yeah. evolution of technology grows. So you did spark my mind when you brought that up. Uh, and and, and it, is a, it is an interesting thing. It's the, it's chasing that dragon, that financial dragon. I think of a company that would be more prone to chase that dragon and chase those trends would be a Microsoft. I think yeah. Sony's at home making boutique curated games. And that's where I think that they'll survive this if they weather the storm. Because there will be a market for narrative storytelling of which they've shown that they're the masters of. Yeah. And I, that's why I, I don't push the panic button yet. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think the Bungie acquisition is a panic button? I think it's a rounding out of its portfolio so that way it can still remain yeah. making that AAA pristine level of stuff that you can only get on Sony, where I, I still have no desire to buy an Xbox. I play whatever they put on Game Pass PC. 
I, I there hasn't been anything yet in all of this that has made me want to buy it an xbox and and of all their acquisitions those are all primary pc games and they're already tipping their hand they came out with a press statement this is so funny it ties into what you're saying world of warcraft will be on mobile so it's like they are going to be the ones that chase that that avenue and i think sony will always have a home in making tight narrative storytelling i'm personally not even a little bit concerned and i'll tell you exactly why I and, and and I think you said it fucking perfectly. I think as much as I, in a way, uh, you know, think that that Sony might be looking at this in a little bit of an antiquated way. At the same time, as well, Sony is being Sony. Sony is the sleeping dragon. Sony, you know, they they they. Sony is about making good games, and they're making good games on their platform, and so the the if they just stick with that and microsoft becomes this fucking massive multiplayer online on your mobile you know thing then i think sony's the kind of company that would be okay with that because they still have their consoles with their you know games coming out yes i understand it from a shareholder perspective that that you'll always have like the sony shareholders look going like why can't we have any of that but here's the thing if you look at what happened with when when the activision deal was announced sony's fucking stock took a plunge then they announced 20 billion yeah but then they announced the bungee fucking deal and it jumps right back up not not back to where it was but jesus christ close enough right the the point is just that i i i'm not as i would be concerned if sony acted like a fucking drunk person now and reacted to this shit the fact that they that they are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and that is vetting a studio and then saying, we like this fucking this pedigree that you have here. It fits in our stable because this is what we do. We take the refinement of ideas and we bring it to our audience. And so come on aboard. Let's go. If they that's what buying Bungie to me means. It means you're taking a studio, right, that used to be part of Activision and fucking went independent from that shit and said we have a vision for a game and then took one and a half years to correct the ship turn that thing around and arguably now the game is in the best state it's ever done and then sony looks at that and goes you've proven your status in this like you've shown that you can deliver so come on aboard that is exactly what a studio like this should do whereas the other side of what 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 microsoft is doing is microsoft is buying success right Mm-hmm. Warzone is, in my opinion, in the worst fucking state it's been in two years. So they're surely not buying that game because it's 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 because it's you know like the best version of Warzone is not. They're buying it because it's fucking Warzone and because it makes right. money. So they're making money decisions. Whereas, and this is the thing, dude. This is so important to me. And in business, it has no way. And that's why I have such an old way of thinking about this. Passion, passion. Sony has passion with this shit. Sony is still releasing like, I mean, which other studio could bring a game like Ghost of Tsushima, right? And 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 bring it to an audience who who you know Sony, the, the people are waiting for. Where's my next GTA, motherfucker? Let's go. And then you give them a game like that. You you mentioned just now like like God of War. And as much of a testament as it is to Sony for showing the guidance there and helping that studio with going like, guys, you have two products here 
one is really bad and it's making this one fail so can we just can we just leave it it also shows them in having the faith in santa monica to know that these are people that are going to take that advice and take it right this is a studio and a a, a, a company that is closely aligned with their with, with their partners with their studios that develop for them and that is why in my opinion they will always be superior they won't make the most money but the passion will be there i haven't seen that passion in microsoft they they didn't have the balls to keep halo infinite exclusive that means you don't have passion you don't believe in your product you didn't think it was strong enough that you could put it behind a console and say if you don't buy a fucking xbox fuck you you ain't playing this i uh that's passion i just thought about something that and i just tied all of it together while i was listening to you talk uh so eloquently so a little bit of while a little while ago when halo was about to come out um and this ties into god of war uh david jaffe who was one of the original creators of god of war said that he heard through the grapevine that uh cory barlog wasn't going to be directing this was before the announcement that cory barlog wasn't directing god of war ragnarok mm. um he said that he said Corey Barlog isn't directing Ragnarok. He's busy working on a sci-fi game. And we do know that the failed game that Sony ultimately put the kink game. was a, was a sci-fi game. Yeah. What, what if, what if uh, Bungie helps with make a sci-fi game with the Corey Barlog to uh, compete in that space? That would be something else. Let's baby. fucking go. Dude. That's how, that, 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 you haven't given me any detail, but that already sounds dope. Yeah, I just I I, I think I, there might be something there because he was very convinced that uh, Bar Corey was working on it and that it was gonna it was gonna be a Halo killer and who better to do a Halo killer than Bungie? Yeah, that'd be pretty great. I mean, that's like the, yeah, that's like pure that's, speculation here, people. That's what we I, do at the Separate at Birth podcast. We talk purely out of our ass. But, but you uh, better fucking believe if we end up being right, you'll be the first one. You heard to it hear. here first, baby. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Let's go. But uh. I believe I, I I do I do I you know and you convinced me of it and we went more into it. I mean, I think that curated gaming experience that Sony provides, I think they'll be fine. I still think that, and I I think that, I mean, look at Insomniac. I mean, there's nothing that Marvel can do with anybody else that's going to compete with a Spider-Man. That's probably going to be able to compete with a the wolverine game that they're coming out with that miles morales was just a dlc but it was just amazing but it's a dlc that stands above most other games of its type that are full launch titles exactly so i i don't worry about them the only thing is is that uh when the stock hit and uh you know i was worried that they were gonna be uh, a little shaken uh we're gonna see what spartacus does um i really hope that it's a full release of their back catalog there has been uh findings on the playstation store of trophies for ps3 games so that is a big indicator that if ps3 games are getting trophy support in the ps5 storefront that spartacus will be their answer to backwards compatibility which i'm all here for sony has created the greatest handheld of all time in the vita i pack it with me everywhere i go when i travel i don't necessarily play it on the plane i'm like you i listen to a fine podcast you can download and listen to the separated at birth podcast on all of your travels please consider that but I am all about uh, them sticking it out and uh, keep putting out this content. I, I do. I have heard. I heard years ago that Apple was sniffing, so I've always held on to that. I do still believe that it will happen. I just. I just. I don't. 
I mean, that would end up making my wife work for fucking app. Uh, well, well, making my wife be involved with Sony, and that that in itself is like a cool sounding thing. But please, Jesus, no, please, I'm begging you, uh, Roman. I want you to be right on many things, but this is the one I cannot, I cannot, in my heart of hearts, uh, hope for you to be right about. Um, it's certainly, you know, like I don't even want to think about it because it there's a lot of ways in which it makes sense. There's a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, the entertainment division, they'd need a catalog. The Sony entertainment division would fill right into Apple Play. Uh, they do want to make, they do want to compete on their Apple TVs and have gaming services Think on about Apple the cameras TV. and all that shit, how it integrates like, into the mobiles, all that. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they have, it would, it would be a perfect marriage, uh, unfortunately. I hate it, but it may happen. But as we're rounding third and we're heading home, that is a baseball reference. Not a, I know you probably do cricket. Uh, or <laughs> no, whatever. not even, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little footy. Uh, what, are you pl- what are you playing? Uh, as we get ready to go home, let the people know what you're playing. What are you looking forward to? Okay, so I mean, obviously, because we burned Dying Light 2 to the fucking ground tonight. I don't in, think we burned it inadvertently, to the ground. No, I'm joking. But I mean, uh, I am still playing that. Um, I'm playing less seafood than you, but it's only because I don't want to be reminded of how trash I am. Um, but uh, of course, there's a, a little fucking uh, MMO situation that is uh, launching tomorrow, that is developing tomorrow for anybody that's jumping into early access uh, or head start, as they call it. Uh, of course, the full release is on the 11th of february but that's of course last talk so i um i don't i i don't let me put it this way like it's not a game that i'm going to be you know fucking like world of warcrafting or anything like that i don't i don't see that but there's a lot in lost ark that i like a lot uh it's certainly an incredibly beautiful game and uh due to the fact that some of the classes that are launching with this launch now namely the sorceress is something that i had my eye on for a fucking long time and now it's available at launch i gotta get me some of that so so that's at least gonna you know keep me busy for uh, from tomorrow on for at least a few days for sure so that's that's in the the immediate periphery is definitely that so i gotta finish out dying light 2 like i said i imagine i got about another four to six hours of story left in me and then i do wanna i do wanna there's some some skills i still wanna unlock so so that's the thing but that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what i got on my menu how about you so you're telling me you're playing a game and you found an op magic class that you're going to main Yes. Can Where you have believe I heard it? this before? Can you Where have I heard it? this before? Uh, <laughs> well, I am. That's pretty I'm much how I'm going to do the whole February. You know what's happening with Elden Ring, right? <laughs> yes. <Yeah, this> is... <laughs> but uh, I, I'm living that seafood life. Uh, I'm I'm ordering uh, clams uh, for dinner so I can have seafood with my seafood. Oh um, my god, that, dude! That, that, sorry, that was a dad joke. I need I, I need a droops on my fucking garlic salad. But uh, can we me. can we can we expect some some like ridiculous fucking runs recorded and you know dropped on your fucking channel because i need that in my life dude i'm telling yeah, you right I'm gonna, now so i'm gonna be yeah so 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 i am roman wins you can find me streaming on youtube monday wednesdays and thursdays that is my dedicated schedule tonight i will be streaming some seafood doing some high level play uh i've made it through the first two chapters perfect runs no death so uh, we're gonna try and take the whole five chapters at age 20 how long it takes us to get there we don't know but we're gonna go for it uh, i'm having a lot of fun with that i am i have preloaded lost ark i am a founder um i'm going to dive into lost ark tomorrow i want to do the main story it's a gorgeous game 
super beautiful. Um, there is a great community of content creators. Some of them are friends of the show uh, that are putting out great stuff for it. Uh, so, yeah, I really want to support the game and check it out. And uh, I, I thought Dying Light would carry me until Elden Ring, but it may have to be <laughs> Lost Ark and Sifu that takes me until we can go into Elden Ring. But, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to play that with you you know maybe play a little bit of, if we can get some traction uh join up in your clan the the assembly over on um, yes. the eu servers for lost ark i'm super excited about that but yeah tonight's gonna be a seafood show a seafood seafood show here we go here we go <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh yeah i'm gonna get my uh, i'm gonna get my wing chung on uh, everybody wang chung tonight over at uh roman winds uh yeah but uh i mean that's that, that's that's episode three, baby. Take us home. So yeah, uh, I I I will definitely be there tonight. I'll catch a little bit of it at least. Uh, I got a bit of uh, editing and stuff to do, and there's nothing I like more than hearing people getting kung fu the fuck out while I while I cut up some videos. But uh, of course, tomorrow uh, is my usual uh, streaming slot as well, which is uh, anything fucking goes Tuesdays. And uh, the the only thing that's not gonna fucking go tomorrow is. Um, is dying light 2 so i'll probably do a little <laughs> bit of dying light 2 uh later in the evening depending on how the rest of the day works out but i definitely want to uh put a big chunk of the evening into lost ark it is launching at six o'clock cet my stream is at eight so uh so uh we'll jump in there with like a little bit of a leveled uh sorcerer i'd love for you to come on board during that session and we do a little bit of co-op we had so much fun with those dungeons if you recall when we were playing the beta which was fucking fantastic so i'd like more of that by the way which class are you gonna play have you put any thought to that yeah i think i'm gonna go big sword guy oh berserker yeah I think god so. damn okay well yeah, that's right. that that'll make a i mean see again we're just like we're, there's this synergy there without us even fucking trying because i got like a range <laughs> class you got the melee you could be the tank i can just pew 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 shoot shit it's fantastic but that's basically it that's that's essentially the plan uh of course i am deeply deeply you, i i mean you shunned my fucking baby you did not mention horizon before elden ring but no. uh, i am deeply deeply awaiting that game to launch next week as well it's gonna be fucking sexy and i have exactly seven days to murder that before elden ring comes out so wow it's it's gonna it's gonna be a toughie it's gonna be a toughie but i'm gonna do that but like you said that is it for episode three it's in the books i gotta say from my side guys um i hope it's apparent but i'm having so much fun with these evenings hanging out with my buddy uh talking about the things that we love and sharing our minds and our fucking craziness and just our time with you and that is the one thing that i also want to thank you for and that is that you spend your time with us it means the world to me and i'm sure it does to my partner um, but that's basically it. We will be back next week. Same time, same place, same fucking, you know, situation, but a completely new roster of topics. And we can't wait to hang out with you guys. Keep an eye out during the week for little curated pieces of content from these sessions. If there's any parts of these shows that you've missed and you don't want to commit a whole hour and 40 minutes to re-watching the whole thing, we do bring small 6 to 12 whatever minutes snippets of what we think is the things that you might have missed and might enjoy. So keep an eye out for that. But more than that, guys, we are at 60 subs and that's each and every one of you that are in chat right now and i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you do for me and this man 
it does not go unnoticed. But without that, well, with that, and without any further ado, I'm going to say fucking cheers, and I will see you tomorrow night. Rome? What he said. Fantastic. Listen, what he said, but... <laughs> Every time we come together and talk about the things we like, we all realize that we've all been separated at birth. Thank you for coming on this journey with us, and we'll see you in the next one. But I'm going to go yell at this bald bastard and talk about some shit with him offline. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Fuck it.